This is Rob Jones. You listen to the Master One podcast. I hope you're proud of yourself. Welcome to this sandbox episode of the Master of One podcast, part two for this week. This week, we talk to collector and social instigator Will C. I'm Andrew, your Master of Art and Design. And I'm Patrick, your Master of Television and Film. So set your alarms, log in, and refresh, refresh, refresh! But it was in my cart! episode we got something a little bit different as you know uh we have three of us and luke's not here but we do have someone filling in uh as a master for this episode and when we say master he is absolutely a master will c is joining us on this episode and he is the master of posters and what do we say posters and something let's let's say Online instigating. And online instigating. <laughs> um, but we, for the topic at hand, we thought what uh, what better a person to come in and join us for this conversation other than Will C. And so uh, everybody welcome Will to the show. Yo. Hey guys, Will's thanks for having me. So many Man. things. That's so, what makes it difficult. Yeah. So Patrick, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to do for this episode? Yeah, absolutely. So when we record the show, and a lot of people know us initially from the podcast, not everything goes out on the audio feed. There, there are some things that only go out through uh, our YouTube channel. So we have playtests that we'll do or we'll do little short segments or one-off episodes. Well, one of those that went out, it's probably about two months ago, yeah. uh, was addressing um, the Mondo purchasing system. So uh, the video, if you go to find it, uh, it's called The Subtle Art of Purchasing. Is Mondo's website broken? Very clickbaity. That's necessary these days. Um, but it just it, it addressed kind of from our perspective what we thought Mondo was doing well or could do better and some of the common complaints that we hear talking with people. Well, um, we posted that just it, to the YouTube, but then also to the uh, posters and news. Uh, I'm sorry, poster news. Let me say that correct. Subreddit. And uh, we got a lot of great feedback, both from uh, the moderator there and then from a lot of the people in the channel. And then we got a gr- lot of great feedback on YouTube. So what we wanted to do is take the conversation. We wanted to kind of have an expanded conversation here in the audio feed. So this will be some of that same information. But we're going to also open this up to include the feedback that we've received through Poster News subreddit and then also through the YouTube channel. And then we also decided to bring in Will uh, because when it comes to poster collectors and just general know-it-alls, uh, he's he's one of the, the the top people that we know. So that's what today's episode is. Yeah. And when we say, I mean, Will, and we'll talk about this later, but Will is in every community there is chatting about this stuff. And so... Uh, if there's a if there's a professional at what this is, he's it. At least within our sphere of influence, he's it. So he's it. Um, That's right. So anyway, so let me um yeah, I'll just jump in and, yeah. and so let me give you the overview of kind of the initial layout. So Mondo, if you're not familiar with, 
you probably are by now, but if you're not, they release um, collectible uh, posters, games, um, toys, figures, things like that, right? And uh, I'm sorry, I said collectible. I meant to say like limited edition, so um, short edition. So it could be limited or timed edition things. The limited edition pieces are... Um, they tend to be the most co coveted because there's only so many. I mean, it might be anywhere from a run of 45 to a run of 450, um, but ultimately when they sell out, they're gone. They don't go reprint them. You can't, you know, you can't wait six months and buy them again, or they don't release an open edition. When the limited edition sells out, it's gone. And these are attached uh, not just to really popular properties that you know, but then also to really popular artists. So Mondo does a great job of pairing these hot, well, again, properties, right? Whatever's kind of big at that moment or whatever has a big cult following with the artists that are kind of like leading the way in, in, in the sphere. And so at the time when we recorded this video last, this was when the Ali Moss Die Hard print had just come out. And of course, it was just gone immediately. Ali Moss, uh, if, if you don't know <clears throat> specifically when it comes to limited edition stuff, his stuff is very coveted. It tends to have a really high resale value, but also he's really good at what he does. And so because of that, they just sell out, I mean, within seconds. And it's it, it's hard to imagine, but, but genuinely within a matter of a few seconds. And so uh, it had just sold out. And so we recorded the video before to just address the system. So the way it works when you're walking through the, the Mondo system, um, the purchase is not guaranteed, it's not final, until it's purchased. There is no, I've added it to my cart and therefore it holds it for me until I finish. It doesn't matter if you're the first person to get into your cart. It doesn't matter if you're the first person to start entering payment information. At the end of the day, unless it processes, you are not guaranteed that. And that creates a lot of frustration from people because they'll feel like, I got it in my card immediately, or PayPal hung up, or something else happened, and then they'll just miss it. And it's a bit of a roller coaster because you have this excitement of they're available, and now I have one, and now I just hit purchase, and then it's taken from you at the last second, and it's just, it sucks. And then the other problem is the, a lot of those that get bought up, uh, and when I say a lot, um, I don't know percentages. I don't know if we're talking 10% or 50%, but there is a number that gets bought up that ends up on eBay and they typically double in price and some triple and quadruple in price, um, which can be very frustrating because if you already have a limited budget and you're already kind of like making an exception to buy this piece and then you miss it, then it's gone. And then it's like at that point, just out of your reach, but you can't get it because it's a little bit more than you're willing to pay. And so that's yeah. what creates a lot of the frustration. A second component of this is a lot of people feel the need to make sure that the print kind of gets into the hand of the true fan or the true collector as opposed to the reseller. I want so, the record to that, show both Patrick and Will did air quotes simultaneously. <laughs> yes. Perfect. True fans. <laughs> true fans. So um, so that being said, that's, that was kind of the conversation before. And where we kind of left it, broadly speaking, because we're about to dive back in, where we kind of left it before is – probably as good as you're going to get, honestly. And, and there's, there's reasons why there's some back and forth. It's probably as good as you're going to get, and I, I don't know that there is a better solution. But would you, other wait, solutions... Wait, wait, would you say it's probably as good as it can get? Not as good as, as good you're going to get? Because that sounds like... That sounds like there's, like, 
it has a bit of a negative connotation to saying it's Sorry. as good as yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. It's probably as good as it can get. Um, that being said, there have been other solutions that were then pitched back to us. So yeah. first, before we start jumping into some of these other things people pitch back to us, uh, we'll see you're the newest to the conversation. So I want to open it up to you. I know that you've listened to the previous uh, discussion, but I also know you have a lot of thoughts of your own. So maybe uh, kind of what you've just heard and what you know about the previous discussion what are your thoughts on the system as it sits, and what are your kind of main frustrations, but also the things that you think might be working well? So I've been in this game for a few years now, and when I first started and first got into it, it, it there was the rush of, oh my god, I got all the way through it, and I got it. Since, since then, I feel like the poster community has exploded, and it's a lot harder now to land something from Mondo on a drop. Um, <clears throat> so, but I understand and I don't, I understand how it works. I understand, you know, there's tips and tools out there to, to go and do it. And I've learned, you know, the best phrase I've learned is if you wait for the tweet, you're too late. Yes. So, totally. uh, you, you've got to know that something's going to be dropping um, on a certain day and, and just have your, um, the tool. I use check for change is what I use. And I think that's, that's what you use right, Patrick, or do you use something else? Uh, for, um, Oh, what is the name of it? It's called, um, it's not check for change. It does the exact same thing. Got I it. can't remember the name of it right now, but it does yeah. the exact same thing. Just to yeah. be clear though, that's like where you, somebody, if they need cash quick, they can write a check. You'll provide them with change. Yes, it's, okay. it's a subset of Western Union. <laughs> um. no, so the idea of check for change is that it's just monitoring for a web page update to alert you that something on the site has changed. And if it's release day, that something is going to be that they just uploaded the print. Right, exactly. Okay, all right. But you still walk through the whole checkout process yourself. Yes, and I still use PayPal. Um, the other, you know, I, I use PayPal and have it refreshing as well using a check for change, so that way it doesn't log me out in that time period because PayPal will also log you out at certain points. I so, see. So how do you do that? Because I, I think I think I've tried it before, like where I'll log in to Mondo's site so that I make. That's step one. Be logged step into one. your Mondo yeah, if, site. <laughs> yeah. If you don't right do that, you're, I mean, you're screwed. But um, You're going to be putting in your address. But I didn't know that that you could stay logged into to PayPal because like, it, always, it always like redirects me and does all that stuff. It'll still do the redirect, but it saves you a step of having to click log in usually. Okay. All right. That's a, that's so. a step. So let me throw this in here real quick because this seems like a and this seems like a good place to to pull in one of our comments. So this comment comes from uh, Alan uh, Maldonado. I'm sure I pronounced that perfectly from YouTube, and, and he says that he personally has realized that it's it's faster if his credit card information is entered uh, directly instead of using PayPal uh, because if you use PayPal it has to then verify against a third-party service. And so he said that his completion rate of actually being able to purchase has gone up since he started using his browser autofill for his credit card information. Now, I, I will say the last purchase I did, I followed Alan's advice and I got the print. 
Now, I don't know if it was or wasn't or how much or whatever, but I will say I did do the autofill in the browser. I didn't use PayPal, and I did manage to grab the print. To be fair, though, um, you've only had a had a very small failure rate since starting. You're probably rocking an 85 to 90% success rate in general. I've lost three in 117. Yeah, so yeah. whatever that ratio is. So that's pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, it's decent, but I also... Uh, so I, this is one thing, I've, I, and I. this is me just kind of like externally wondering. I, I have no idea how much internet speed factors into it, and then also the server that is serving you the information. So like, for instance, um, I don't know if in the web world if y'all have heard of like CDNs, but the idea of a CDN is that it stores copies of your website files in different geographic regions, so that way when you query a website, it actually serves you the geographic like closest set of files, so it's a little bit faster. And so I've often like wondered, like uh, if you're a geographic relation to whatever server this is pulling from, and additionally your internet speed, how much that factors into your chances. I mean, there's some people that I kind of feel like don't have a chance anyway just because they've got slow internet. And thankfully I live in a town where we have the fastest internet in the country. And so I don't know how much of my kind of win rate is just because we have really fast internet and maybe my page loads before somebody else's, but I have to imagine that both of those things factor in on some level. Yeah, I mean, I would think yeah, so. Yeah, the internet's you, only so fast. Right, so yeah. how often do you do you do it from your phone, either one of you? Oof. Um, on Mondo, I've, I've never been successful on my phone. Patrick, have you ever done it on your phone? One of the ones I lost was because I tried to on my phone. So the funny thing is I have won one on my phone, but it wasn't even legitimate. It's only because Will C tipped me off, but it was that accidental SDCC release. I was at a friend's house, and I got the Slack notification from you, and I jumped in and I bought the print. So that one I bought off my phone, but I don't but think that But that was only counts. because no one knew it was happening. <laughs> That's because only Will C knew it was happening. Um... So, yeah, so... Um, but then way, you got did, the golden ticket, so... But I got the golden ticket, which is the reason that I have a... Uh, An ex Chrome ex machina headed my direction Same. next month. <laughs> Yay! I feel like I made a smart decision then. Um, if, Will, if Will did it, you know that you're... Okay, I, I'm in good company. Yeah, so, exactly. So now, I don't... I've, no, I've but, never been successful but, on my phone. But now, conversely, on other sites... Um, you know, bottleneck and Cyclops, um, and even Mike Mitchell's site himself. I've been successful on my phone. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and and same with HCG. So Mondo's yep. the only one I think that I've ever not been successful on my phone. Mondo's the only one that that I've seen the 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 turnaround as fast as it as it is. Now everybody else sells out. Maybe not all of the pieces, but even Mondo doesn't sell out all of the pieces all the time. They, there's some that just don't hit for one reason or another. Um, what up, Bernie Poster? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the uh, the uh, Ingrid the Goes West? I like that poster. The Beauty Dude, and the, I think it they're still for out. sale. The Beauty Did and the Beast are there's still one. The French one and the English one are still available. I know. Um, which is insane to me. It's a great piece. I'm just not. Patrick, I have sad news for you. 
Is it gone finally? I think you know what it was. It was probably your your mention on the on the uh, previous video. Because last that? time, because literally last time we <laughs> talked about it, it was still on there, and that that baffled me because I really like that print. Anyway, but you didn't buy it. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. Oh. It feels I don't know why, but if I haven't seen the movie, I feel like I'm not allowed to buy the print. It's this like mental so, block. Okay, that I so have. can we go back to that then? Because you you've yes. already mentioned the true fan, and you did the air quotes and everything. Someone, several people have mentioned that in the comments. Um, like for instance, in the uh, the Reddit comment, ABM Badman. I assume the moderator of Poster News. Okay, that's, that's the moderator. That okay, he starts off by saying, "I was worried that you were going to take this the, the real fans in air quotes approach." I was glad to see that your opinion is much like my own, and he goes on to to talk about, um, you know, and then the, he the goes process. to talk about adding captcha, which we should circle back to. But anyway, sure. go ahead. Andy. Yeah. So, but the the idea of real fans. So I feel like I'm a. I feel like I'm as much involved in the, the Mondo poster world and the alternate movie poster world in general um, pretty heavily. And I don't know this this terminology. So maybe someone can enlighten me. I'm looking at Will. you, Will. The, the true fans yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. it, it that's, that's when someone feels entitled to a print just because they follow the artists. They're in all the groups. Um, they, they love the property. They, they buy everything for that property. That's the true fans mentality. Okay. Uh, Hey man, hook me up with one. Come on. I'm one of your true fans. Okay. So, so that's kind of a, okay. So I see that said with a little bit of, uh, not tongue in cheek, but a little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of like, Oh, Oh, yeah. It, okay. it, when you see hashtag true fans, T-R-U-F-A-N-Z, that's that's a nod to those people that will absolutely say, oh, my brother just died and he was your truest fan. He was your biggest fan. you got to give me this print. That that sort of mentality. Now, I do. I do have empathy. So, like, I know that Andrew loves TMNT. OK. And as much as I there are aspects I enjoy. I don't like I nowhere in the same world of care that Andrew has for TMNT. Yeah. So if there was one of something available, there is like I could not bring myself to like take it from Andrew and then mark it up to double the price and not let him like have a fair shot at it. Like I personally would feel like a jerk. So I have some empathy for that. Sometimes situation. what you will do is buy it and then sell it to me for cost. I've literally done that with a, with a few people. I, yeah. I knew that they loved something, and so I've sold it to them at cost. Right. Um, now, that being said, I talked to an artist about this. I, and in fact, I think, and if I say your name and I didn't talk to you about it, I apologize. Just write me a nasty tweet. But I think I've actually talked He says that because he's not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to Tom Whalen. I think I talked to Tom Whalen about this. And I want to say that I talked to Kevin Tong about this, um, but it was just this question of like, how does that make you feel? This idea that maybe all these people buy your print and immediately turn around and just mark it up. And then maybe the people that cared, I'm doing air quotes again, about the property didn't get it. And his response to it was like, and then I, th I also asked him about him marking up his own stuff. Like, why doesn't he just throw his own stuff on eBay for like, three times the price, you know, because you actually do see some artists do that with their APs, but I just meant anyway. And his response was basically the way it is, is it's, it's kind of the way the market works. It works for him. So he's able to make his living off of it. 
and then someone else is able to take it and do what they do. And so he's just, he creates his art, and as long as people are buying it, and as long as people are even upselling it, turning that, and creating this demand, all it does is it keeps him in business so he can create more artwork. Because if the demand ever dies, right, for his artwork, then he's going to stop making it. And then at that point, the fans aren't getting anything. So the market and the frenzy that's created by this resale culture actually helps keep him in business and helps keep him creating more art. So I may have said that in a kind of twisted way, but hopefully you kind of get at the the root of that point. So his idea was kind of like, it is what it is, and it seems to be working for a lot of people, and sometimes it's hit and sometimes it's missed, but give or take, like everybody has a shot at winning, and so he's fine with it just being the way it is so now, um yeah where, where do you guys stand on the artists marking up their art when they sell their ap's uh i so as a consumer i wish that it didn't happen you know from a, just like a from a purely financial perspective oh i wish that i could get that for the same cost that i would get it from hero complex or mondo or any of these galleries right um but on like but that's like 30% of my core feeling about it. The other the majority, the 70% is like, absolutely, it's their work. They can sell it for whatever they want if people are willing to pay for it. it they they yeah. will be able to determine whether the demand matches the um, uh, whatever the thing I'm talking about is. What is it? Supply? Supply. I'm like, why can't I think of the other word? I know you've been out of high school for like 20 years now. I understand. Um, If the demand matches the supply. So like, you know, something is only as valuable as what people are willing to pay for it. Right. And we know that. So if, um, if that works for them, then, then great. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the middle ground approach. There are people that do it every direction. I've seen people that resell at retail and I am super happy when that happens because I feel like my money. Absolutely. (laughs) There are people that split the difference. Tom Whalen is someone that splits the difference, right? Yes. Like he takes whatever market value is, he uh, compared it to what it originally sold for, and he kind of does the middle. I have no problem with that. Great. He gets to make a little, and he still leaves some margin for me if I decide to sell it or things and, change down the road. And, and let me tell you, I, I've been on Tom's AP drops, and his are just as brutal, if not more, than Mondo drops. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. People because big, yeah. Car- big, uh, big cartel or whatever uh, is not super friendly for buying stuff. Um, there's no account set up or anything yeah. like that. So I don't you think I've to- ever done one of his AP drops, and so I haven't got to experience <laughs> it. Yeah, you you just run the the old hey Tom. Hey, buddy. No, no, why don't no. you just you send the I'm, you well, can't see this on screen, but I'm typing. Prince, he has some prints that don't sell out immediately, and I I have so I see what he sells them for. Okay, yeah, but I've never fought for it, so that's that's crazy that it's like a also like Kevin a, Tong is that I'm way sure too. I mean, Kevin Tong will split the difference as well. Him his ten yeah. his have tended recently to go slightly higher than um, than the middle of the road, uh, closer to market price. But um, also his stuff has tremendous resale value too. So like that's the I, I, like when you're looking at it as an investment, um, 
you, you, I guess if you're at this point in the game, if you're, if you're sticking with us at this point in the conversation and you resonate with any of this, you are not a casual art uh, poster art observer. You are somewhere entrenched in this, whether you're deep down in the trenches like Will or somewhere up at the top where you can still see some of the sunlight. Um, the, 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 the thing is true that you are not a casual art purchaser. You're not someone who just walks through a, uh, a convention and just buy something, you know, you're, you're not trying to, you're not bargain binning it. You're searching yeah. out what you like from the artist you like it, uh, or the artist that you like, and you're, you're purchasing, with intent to hang or to invest like flat now, file it and invest it for later. Now there are artists that sell for market price. Rory Kurtz is one of those that sells for basically what they're selling for on like eBay, maybe even a little bit more than maybe what they're selling for. And guess what? His drops are just as brutal as a Mondo drop. Totally. And so my understanding is that the APs, um, the way they're used now is partially as payment by Mondo, right? So, like, you're partially getting paid, and then some of your payment is you get a stack of APs. I don't know how many. I don't know if it changes. But you get to resell those, and that also ends up becoming uh, part of your your kind of compensation. And so, I, to me, whatever the artist can sell them for, sell them for them. That's yeah. great because um, anything I'd, that benefits the artist benefits us in the long term. I'm a, I take the mindset that... The, uh, I'd rather have pay the artist a little bit more, you know, more money than, uh, you know, somebody on eBay. Yeah, that's and that's kind of that's what I was trying to say. Like, I'd rather support back to the artist. And there's some times where I will, um, depending on the artist, where and depending on my relationship with that artist, because a lot of these people now we've talked to on the show. Uh, we see them at at conventions. We see them at the, the these different things and we interact with them. Um and some of them, I will, I will wait and not purchase something from Mondo or from Hero Complex or from whatever, specifically to wait for them to release their own, uh, release their APs of them so that I can give them a little bit more money into their pockets totally. as opposed to – because I know that it's going to sell – um, at Mondo, if, if I don't buy it, someone else is going to be able to pick it up. And then I can, and then a lot of times the stuff on my wall back here, it says I have people personalize them and they sign podcast family and they sign it. Um, per, they, you know, he, they, they, they personalize these things for me. So it's a little bit easier to get it to do that when, when you're buying it from the artist too. So it kind of, I can go either way on it. So let's, um, I have some more to say on that topic, but I'm going to kind of save it for uh, a conclusion to this. Let's jump into another uh, comment by someone. So um, let's jump down to um, oh, this is it's a long one, so I have to I have to scan through and find the right piece. So one person uh, managed um, a lottery. I said managed mentioned a lottery, uh, and the same person. So this is Mr. Smooth Operator again. This is on Poster News subreddit. Uh, he also managed the idea of the cart having like a um, a time associated with it, so it'll hold it for like a minute. Um, so, as far as the cart, I don't think holding it for a minute helps anything when they sell out in five seconds or fifteen seconds or right. whatever. Yeah, I had I had mentioned that I think I'd mentioned the other episode that you know how. Um, with people that use, what is it, Shopify, you can add like the .js to the link and you can like see the inventory quantity. So there are some times like a kid robot release, I will check the inventory quantity to see how quickly it's falling 
to determine kind of how much demand there is for it at a given time. I've actually used that to make a decision before to purchase. Everything on the Mondo site happens so quickly, you don't have time to do that. Right. So having if a limit on the If you want something, you have to just go for it. You have to make the decision because by the like, if you take the time to run through a checklist in your head, it's already sold by the time you come to an answer. Right. You have to you have to predetermine you're buying it, and you have to go as quick as you can. Uh, now, the idea of doing a lottery, we'll see. How would you like it if all of your poster purchases from Mondo were through lottery? I'm terrible at lottery, so and I've never won a stout lotto, so I'm just gonna be a bitter Betty about it. And be like, I don't like the lotteries. So I've never participated in the lottery. No, so lotter- I, lottery being, just to clarify for everyone who's who's listening and maybe doesn't know, the lottery being uh, there's a an entry fee, whether it's $10 or $20 or whatever, um, or sometimes even $5 or $1 uh, entry fee. And anybody, there's a period of time that it's open. And let's say it's from... Uh, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Let's just say that's the, the time that it's open. Anybody can enter the lottery by paying the lottery fee, and then there's a random draw, and those random draws are able to get whatever the full, whatever the, the, the run is, right? And then they are able to purchase it. Well, Stout doesn't, uh, Tyler Stout doesn't do a fee. He just does, he opens his email up for, you know, a, a few hours and then he'll close it and start emailing batches of people first batch if you don't reply within you know an hour you're gonna get bumped you know you're gone you're off the list and he's gonna go to the next list of people wow so that's even that's even more that's even more work than what i was thinking because like the stuff that i've seen and i've never participated in a lottery but the stuff that i've seen is a little bit less hands-on than that yeah, I just don't think the lottery, I mean, if you're talking about people manipulating the system, what prevents someone from creating a thousand email addresses and entering them all? I mean, the reality is that a lottery is going to be just as easily exploited, if not more so. So I don't think that it this solves any of the complaints. Now, someone else mentioned, Original ATX asked the question about doing very, very abbreviated timed editions, like two-minute-long timed editions. Now, I'll go ahead and first say mm. it does screw with your edition size because part of the the reason the demand is so high is because of the collectability. Part of the collectability is because it's a limited close, like a limited and enclosed run. And so if you just... That would still allow the edition uh, to potentially balloon. You can sell a lot of Ali Moss prints in two minutes. And so I, I still think that that kind of ruins some of the collectability aspect. That being said, the idea of having a micro timed edition, have you all seen anything like that? Or do you think that would be a, a cool thing to try? Or what are your thoughts, yeah, Wilsey? Yeah, Mike Mitchell does that on, uh, he'll do variants on some of his timed editions. He'll just get on Twitch and start streaming him drawing. And then in the middle of, you know, I mean, he'll go for like a couple hours. And then some point in the middle, he'll be like, hey, I just put this up in my shop. Go look at it. And he'll run it for like, you know, five, ten minutes. So and it's a variant on it. Man, I am never going to win any of this stuff. Yeah, that's that's see, like, <laughs> you've got to be so invested in the community. So, OK, can we pivot this into this part of the conversation then? Because you've got to be yeah. so invested in the community to be in the places where this is happening, that it's almost like you have to live in this world 
to be able to fully appreciate and take advantage of the 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 opportunities that are out there, you know, a casual person can't just stumble into these things. Like, Will, you have time and you have relationships poured into this world. And so you, you have a, an advantage over anybody who, who doesn't take the time to be involved in these communities. So like, like how, what, what are the ways that you are intentionally put, you know, uh, putting yourself in the way of these, whether it's a community or an online forum or whatever, um, what is it that you're doing to stay involved in these different communities? I, I mean, turning on notifications for those Facebook <laughs> groups and being active participants in them. Uh, I, I said it the other day, I, Facebook to me is different than probably most other people. Most people, they go in their newsfeed and they see their friends and, um, you know, news sites. And I, I, you know, I have a bunch of friends, but when I go into my feed, it's all Facebook groups and it's, it's, and it's just the algorithm knowing that's what I want, you know, want to see when I go on Facebook. So I treat Facebook very differently, I think, and, and have a different view of Facebook than most other people. And it's crazy to see how much the, the, the groups aspect has changed in the last two years. And so I, I've been, um, first of all, envious of your your level of connection in those groups because it seems like every time I get to, I, I join a new group, I'm like, oh, cool, here's a thing. Oh, Will's in here and everyone knows who he is. Great. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the big ones, specifically in the, the conversation of Mondo, is the Mondo Trader group. Um, and I was talking to somebody in there today, and this is a little bit of a, of a change of conversation, but not really. Um, I was inquiring about where I can find um, a specific poster for a new movie that just came out um, and wondering where Shape I of could, Water. Yeah, The Shape of Water, yep. I saw your um, post. I'm sure you did. Yeah, that's not surprising. And wanting to know where I could pick up the the the, the screen print of it because I had been searching, I couldn't find it. Well, there isn't one released for it. And then someone mentioned that there is a uh, a commission being worked on, a closed commission being worked on for that film. And I'm like, how do I get involved in that? And they're like, well, you kind of have to know the right people. Is is basically the answer that was given, which is not wrong, but. Um, how do you find yourself in these places? How do you know the right people? What's what, how do you get in that world? Because I want to be in that world. I want to be, I want to be in the world where I can say, "Hey, twenty-five other people who like the same film as me, let's get together and let's hire an artist to do a poster for us." Because you talk about a limited run from Mondo of having like four hundred, you know, pieces. You cut that down to like fifty pieces, and they're specifically made for a small group of people. Um, you talk about like, that's like next level collectability. So how do you, how do you manage that kind of stuff? Commissions are a slippery slope. Don't get involved in them. Okay. <laughs> They're a dangerous addiction. No, it's just, if I see something, I, I ask about it and I'm not afraid to just message somebody. If I get ignored, I get ignored. Right. But a lot of times I'll ask about it and somebody that's in the commission will message me and say, Hey, this is what's, what's going on The you know, um, there's, and then there's a couple of commission groups out there as well. And you, and you mentioned though, like you have posted 
you've gotten some commissions. Like you've gotten some uh, some stuff that you that you've been involved in. So is that how you you just kind of stumbled into them? You asked the artist directly. Like how does that? Yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, I think one of the be- the best ones out of the last year um, was uh, Chris Thornley Raid Seventy One. He did a Calvin and Hobbes commission and uh of calvin in the the tub fighting a a giant octopus um and that came out and that was hands down i think my favorite commission of the year although i i have a guardians of the galaxy from ferguson uh behind me so yep (laughs) one's on the wall and one's in the flat file um but because of that because i was in that first commission uh now i'm in the second commission that he's doing so that's and that that commission has kind of grown a little bit because there are certain you know people won't come back for a second round but yeah um so you are the king of this though i will say i, I mean it's pretty crazy. but i i want to reiterate the point that that uh is kind of being made here which is that you have to get involved i mean that's just it there's yes mondo if that's specifically what you're looking at that's an opportunity to get one of these prints but even these runs we're talking about even after they sell out, there's other opportunities because those prints, even if they sell on Mondo, Mondo still may have a couple left in their flat file that they had yep. extra in case there was damage. Those might come out during a flat file sale, um, or you might be able to pick them up at the gallery. Um, the artist is going to get APs. The artist is also going to keep a couple to take with them when they go to conventions or conferences. So if you just try for the Mondo, like based on the tweet when it releases and then get upset because it didn't happen, you've missed like five other potential touch points to get this piece. And if you're actually connected with the artist, if you're actually connected with the community, if you're talking with people, if you're reaching out, if you're being friendly, not being pushy, you will get more opportunities to get the pieces you want. I mean, there are probably three or four instances of Prince this year that I flat out um, either because I didn't try for them through like Mondo or because I, I, or I just flat out lost it. Um, I still managed to get through one of those other channels and not because, you know, I'm Patrick Hill of the master of one podcast it has nothing to do with that. It's that's because actually, that get you? that's actually worked against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say, yeah, it's like, that's kind of the two steps back. Um, no, but it's, I, mean, I, I just try to be a, a friendly guy to people. Now, and I'll say this, I, I will answer your question directly. I don't know if it's a serious question. There have been times I've gone to purchase something from someone and they've told me, nah, I'll just give it to you. And I've actually had to tell them, no, I'm going to give you money for this. Like, Absolutely. I do not like people to give me stuff. It's not a personal pride. It's a realization that, like, I'm in a position in my life where I can support these artists. What kind of hypocrite would I be if doing this show, if I didn't support the artist, right? Because that's the thing we're talking about every week. So I make it a point that I'm going to pay whatever someone asks. I'm not going to try to talk someone down. Like it, like either I'll pay it or I just won't get it, but I'm definitely not going to try to dis- t- get a discount and I'm not going to take it for free. That's just like a boundary. I've now, set. What, what so, will end so, up happening though? Will on just on that same note is, We'll buy stuff from from people all the time. We all the time when we have our guests on, when we're done, we'll like, hey, I'd like to purchase something from you. And that doesn't mean we don't like there will be occasions where we get the print that we purchased plus an additional print or plus uh, a pin or something, you know, like that. Like 
Um, but for the most part, yeah, our, our whole goal is to, is to support. So very rarely does that ever shake itself out. And I mean, yeah. sometimes we are gifted stuff, but that's not the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say I've, I've put up these three posters behind me and they are Ferguson's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, Frank Avila's uh, Jurassic Park, and Wayland's Alice in Wonderland. Oh. And yeah. It's reversed. Andrew, Andrew's not in the club with us. Um, and uh, I, I will say none of those were through. These, these were my top three prints that I grabbed this year and none of them were through online drops. Um, yeah. and that was just being connected. Um, Jurassic park was, uh, through, uh, his, uh, 12 days of Franco Villa. Um, I know I'm butchering his name. Um, and then, uh, why is Curtis, calling Mr. Frankville? Join, so the, I, yeah, I join the club. I think everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ferguson, I mean, he dropped, he did his APs at New York Comic Con, and all you had to do was make a purchase at Bottleneck Gallery, and you were given a raffle ticket. So I literally had a random drawing. Uh, I think we, you know, my fiance went through the line with me, so we each, we got two tickets total. And we, so I had like, I thought like a, you know, crazy long chance of getting it and ended up with it. And then the, the Whalen variant was at D 23, which is a con. So none of those were online drops, but, and two of them were through alternate kind of channels that wouldn't normally be there. And then the other one, uh, the other, uh, you have another Alice, you have the original drop one or like the, the regular version. And you got that by making the trip out to Austin for the 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 show premiere and actually went to the gallery show you stood in line yeah. for almost a full day right yes so like Aust- you've got in that austin heat that dude that day was hot too you've <laughs> that got is a, one time where the podcast worked in my favor because i didn't have to stand in that line yeah we we got to stand in the air condition <laughs> and then came out like 10 minutes before they opened the doors and filmed everybody that was <laughs> that, that was the one time that was really helpful but the, the point, though, I think that Patrick's making, that we're making, that Will's making is you got to put in the effort if you want to see the, the return. I think a lot of these people who get really upset are the people who try to hop in and do something because they really like they really like the property or they know that that artist is really popular or whatever. But if that's kind of your level, there's very it's very unlikely that you're going to be successful at capturing these limited edition collectibles. I yeah. just think that's and it doesn't reality. mean. It doesn't mean you need to spend three hours a day or four hours a day on forums. Will does, but it doesn't mean you have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, Andrew, you're you're, uh, a Disney fan. Yeah. Uh, And Patrick, I think you are. You're not as as into it as Andrew. Patrick's a new Disney fan. I'm I'm totally into it. I'm just new to it, so I don't have the history. Yeah. So that's – Cyclops has – exploded onto the the print scene this year yeah and um fans of disney prints is another facebook group i'm i'm <laughs> luring you in there andrew uh and uh go ahead and join that one i'm going and, right now uh, keep talking and the cyclops <laughs> uh ally from cyclops is in that group constantly and she's a fan herself um and so, so that definitely helps when you have people from the gallery and I know there's Mondo employees in Mondo Trader as well. Yeah. And that's the thing. If the only that, And for anybody that's listening, if the only name you know is Mondo, 
These artists, you can also find them through a ton of other galleries. So Cyclops, they have some, they've had some great pairings this year as far as artists and, and the properties they're working on. And their, their printing oh, is amazing. Right? The what's the, the very, copper very... and um, uh, there's one specific I love. I just I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember right now. But anyway, um, yeah, their their stuff looks amazing. Um, They're much more explorative in their in their prints. Um, they yes. Well, that's because the guy who's running it is an absolute lover and collector of. He's the prints. collector James. of collectors. He, James, and yes. we we have interviewed him for the show, but we had, it's the only time in the history of our show where the audio got corrupted and we weren't able to air the episode. Um, and we've we, never re-recorded it. We will. James, we will, we're going to. Yeah. And you, you need to get, you need to get James or you need to get Allie. Yeah. Allie, well, I think is kind of, we had James on and I, when, when we saw him, we saw him at, uh, at the Cyclops, uh, Disney or the Cyclops Mondo show. And, um, and we got to meet Allie for the first time. So I think, we need to just regroup with them now that it's the new year and, and have them back on the show in a way that we can actually air it. But he but, but is bottleneck hero complex gallery. Um, Dark hall mansion has stuff. All these artists, you should be signing up for all their mailing lists. If you love Charlie Brown and peanuts, you need to get involved with dark hall mansion because yeah. they're all over it. Cause they, I think they, they're yeah, the they only are. ones who have the license for it. <laughs> uh, spoke art. There's just, t- there's a ton of them. So like if Mondo's the only name, you know, you have a very limited worldview right now. And so there's a, a, these, these artists are all over. So, so yeah. yeah, so I think get involved with the community. It doesn't mean it has to be a huge investment, but be genuine. Don't be pushy. Be kind. And, uh, and, but just look for those other avenues because they do exist. And those are life lessons you can just take to the real world. Just be nice to people. Don't be pushy. Make friends. More, you'll have more opportunity. Um, and then... With any of this stuff, whether you pay the aftermarket price or you get get it from Mondo or you get it from a convention or whatever, give the artist money. You shouldn't feel bad any time you're giving an artist money because the artist getting paid is what supports the artist and allows the artist to create the next poster that you want that you don't realize that you have to have. So, so don't feel bad. Right? I mean, so yeah. So if the artist is reselling at normal price or someone on eBay wants 20% more, whatever happens, all this stuff allows this to continue, allows more of this great artwork to be made. So from that standpoint, you should be proud every time you make a purchase. So that is something I like to tell myself. And it's the reason that I don't mind uh, the question earlier about if an artist wants to charge 50% more or retail or market. In any case, if I want the piece and I'm able to pay the price, then I'm going to pay the price because at the end of the day, that's supporting the artist. Right. And that's what we should. We should all be aware that if we stop doing that, if we try to like beat everybody down on price and if we whatever, that this will all cease. (laughs) You know, all these guys will have to go find jobs doing other things and we won't have any artang on our wall. Yeah, they'll end up being like us. (laughs) <laughs> they'll have yeah. to work a normal job <laughs> this is where i wish that luke could just edit my my uh posters like fading out yeah just, just like, like empty slow. wall space <laughs> they just go away until we're finally just sitting in really plain boring rooms yeah that would yeah. be perfect i we need this guys yeah so anyway so th- those are like my two thoughts on so i think mondo is um yeah as, as good as it can be and and i think that you are definitely you're gonna lose there are times you're gonna win and yeah. when you win all the losing is going to make the winning feel even better. But if you do lose at the drop, there are other avenues. There's other ways to get it. So don't, don't become despondent. 
Use it as an opportunity to reach out to these groups, reach out to the artists, get involved in other ways, because you will get that opportunity. And don't, so, and don't write it off. Don't write off Mondo. Don't write off HCG. Don't write off these 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 companies and get, like you said, despondent or get angry. Instead, keep trying, and then when you get one, it will feel so glorious. <laughs> like, when you hit one of those, you'll sit back and you'll just have this welling. Like, there'll be, like, three minutes of intense no breathing, heart pounding, sweaty palms, uh, crazy anxiety. Yeah. But then at the end of that, you'll have euphoria. And then six to nine weeks later, you'll get a print in the mail. <laughs> I don't know what a heart six attack. Six to nine weeks. Come on. That's, uh, that's generous. <laughs> he buys a lot of his stuff from Sideshow. Yeah. So that's more of a six to nine month um, situation. Yeah. Or never mind. Sometimes when you buy, <laughs> never mind. I'm just gonna. I'll leave that one well, off but, air. <laughs> but I, I think maybe that's kind of a no. That's kind of a good thing to wrap up with is because what was also mentioned in the poster news subreddit was timed editions, and that's why I think Mondo's gotten in the place where it has with uh, shipping, and why all these estimates have have shipped. I mean, you were part of the Mike Mitchell Rocket and Groot. Uh, I, you know, set. Yeah. And those portraits, I, I think they the run forgot on about them, me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the, I think the run on them was, was over, over a thousand, if the, not the, more. The, I the, think. Gro- the baby Groot was like 1300 or something like that and some change. And then the rocket was 800 and something. Yeah. yeah. Which fortunately so for me, the rocket got torn and bent. So that's excited. That's good. <laughs> So there's one less collectors. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but so the but point is they his, take a long time. Some of his Star Wars portraits are in the multiple thousands as well. Right. You know, and, and it just takes time to print those. And that's, I think, what has, uh, you know, it's it's a double edged sword there. Collectors want the timed edition, but then they complain that it's now been four to six months and. I think I just finished up everything that was in my Mondo queue for this year. Uh, it, it, it purchased before October, so uh, there was stuff in there. So, but you're 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 free and clear on it. You have no outstanding orders on Mondo because that's pretty impressive. No, you do. Um, they haven't shipped your Chrome. Uh, what's it called yet? Have they? His is hung my up behind ex-machina. him. Just kidding. <laughs> Patrick just panicked. Uh, I hope I hope everyone in the internet world realized just how pa- panicked Patrick just got. <laughs> Answer my um, question. <laughs> to, so I pulled it up while we were talking. Um, my Rocket and Groot uh, vinyl figure is outstanding. That's from June. Um, I'm waiting on Thor Ragnarok. And yes. I'm ra- waiting on Ex Machina Mirror variant. Now, the Thor Ragnarok, when you purchased it, it did say that they weren't going to ship until February. So Sure. And I think the Ex Machina is supposed to ship in January. I feel like that's what I read. So, Yeah, I think Ex Machina is the only thing I've got unfulfilled. Great. That's great. Good news. <laughs> that is good news. Yeah. Well, so, I- wait. Just something to keep in mind yeah. if you, you know, want to have your cake and eat it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing is... Uh, yeah, it's it, the double-edged sword is a great is a you great. You know what way I think? Aside from this conversation, but with collecting in general, one thing I've realized: there's always something going to come out next week that's going to be better than whatever you think the best thing is. Yeah, I mean, tell my wallet that you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's like you're learning that lesson every week. But I'm just saying, like, 
you know, I, I always get so excited about this piece and like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen and no one's going to ever top this. And then a month later, someone does something that I feel like in that moment tops it. And so it just, if you miss something, great. That just means you've already saved up for the next thing. Like you're already well, a step ahead, you know? Yeah. And, and this is a totally different conversation, but on that same like no, like with with uh, like Kickstarter, there's stuff that I had backed that didn't get that didn't get fully funded. So I literally just rolled that money that I was going to back that other thing into something else because I that money was already accounted for. It was already whatever. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Now I will say if it's if it's lesser known properties, things like like if you're watching the video, oh you can't see it, but it's right here behind my head. Roger Rabbit, um, that is not as known of a pro not not as known but it's just not as done of an intellectual property people don't do a ton of roger rabbit stuff things that are lesser you know um lesser on the totem pole in terms of properties you want to be a little bit more choosy of that kind of stuff because and deliberate and intentional into it because that stuff doesn't come up as often but things like guardians of the galaxy and now star wars and marvel stuff like that stuff is coming up left and right because those properties literally are, star are wars for the next decade there's going to be stuff every single year that's going to be amazing. So let's do this because we need, we need to go and wrap this conversation. We do, yeah. um, and we, we still have to draw tokens and do everything for next week. That's but true, yes. I do want to bring Wilsey back on because I want to have the conversation of how to know what is collectible. Beyond like the edition size, beyond the artist, how you make the decision what you spend your money on. Because it's there are people like me that part of the fun isn't it's not just the property it's not just the artist but it's the fact that i have something that other people don't nana nana boo boo like that's part of the fun for me and so i want to collect the things that are like ultra that so in the future let's bring Wilsey back on and let's have that conversation because i would love to dive into everything surrounding that oh absolutely so, yeah so, Andrew, why don't yeah. you go and take us to tokens and all those places? All right. So, uh, first of all, Will, thanks for joining us for the conversation. Thanks for being um, so active in not only our community, but thousands of others, it seems like. Um, <laughs> Tell them we said hey. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, for being, um, you know, uh, a supporter of art, a contributor to the community uh, in terms of, of support and, um, encouragement and even just dropping knowledge on, on things. I think it's, it's, it's really helpful. You're not one of those jaded collectors who is not yet. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping, here's hoping that <laughs> and I uh, hope it never yeah, comes. That's... Here's hoping that 2018 doesn't see you turn to the dark side, but you are, um, <laughs> you, you, you have a light about you. You, you still enjoy the process of it. You're not so entrenched in it that you've become bitter and cynical, which is, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes uh, a hard feat. So thanks for, for chatting with us. Would you um, help us draw tokens to figure out what we're talking about next week? Finally, I've been waiting for years for this. <laughs> I'll take that as a maybe. Um, all right, well, then that's it for the uh, interview conversation around the table side portion. This one's a little bit different of this episode. But up next, we're going to draw some tokens. Every week, we draw tokens to find out exactly what our categories are going to be for the following week. Then we base our topics based on those categories. It's a pretty simple premise. If you've never listened to the sure. show before, that's how it works. Um, so, But since Will is here, he's going to pick for us. Will, I need a number between one and three, and uh, you'll be picking for – well, Luke's not here. Let's give him the first shot at it. What do you think? 
That sounds good to me. Okay. I'll go ahead and give him number three. Okay, number three, he has TV and film. So congratulations, Lucy. Never ending. TV and film. Is this his third week of having it? I think so, yeah. But well, last week you guys traded. The... Last week you guys traded. So yeah, yeah, so I can't complain. Never mind. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so number uh, one or two, you'll be picking for me. Uh, go number one. Oh, he's going to go number one on me. Uh, that's art and <laughs> design. <laughs> Wilsey we'll said emphatically no, that is not the situation. <laughs> um, art and design for me, that means, Patrick, you have toys and toys games. Toys and games. Congratulations. Great. Um, well, hey, uh, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you in all the various places? So the best place to connect with me is on Twitter at Wheelsee, W-H-E-L-S-E-E, or on Instagram, the same name so it's it's a play on his name because it's will see but then it's we'll see like it's like yes. the wheel of a car yes right and then like then see with your eye yes and years ago uh in car forums is actually where i picked up that name really oh. Oh. so you're not only in poster <laughs> forums the looking <laughs> he used no. to collect carburetors and spark plugs back in the exactly. day exactly exactly he's you're an ultimate cr- uh, collector you just it collect was, everything. What car? Much young, what? much younger Will uh, thought he was the coolest kid. What did much younger Will drive? I need to know. <laughs> Dodge Neon. Much young, much <laughs> no. Come on now. It's a Civic. Much younger. Yeah, that's what much, I drove. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not bag on it too hard. <laughs> much younger Will drove a bright orange Scion XB, the very first one that was the square one. Wow. And Luke would be proud. Luke would be. Luke I still drives it. that car. Oh really? Yes, I love it. His isn't bright orange. orange I love it. Yeah, and his has no, no. windows. <laughs> his, no, his has windows again. It only doesn't have windows when my uh, when my stuff Book is in the car. In there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, dude, like you're you're the greatest. If you want to chat up with chat it up with Will or any of us, uh, hit us up in Slack at mf1podcast.com slash Slack to join the conversation there. You can find us on mf1podcast.com where you can find show notes and links to stuff we talked about this. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's all right below us. Like this video, share this video, subscribe to the channel, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all the different places that we are. Just search MF1 Podcast. Join the conversation on social media. Um, we're MF1 Podcast everywhere. Just Google that and you'll find us. We're there. Um, you can support the show and uh, become someone like like Will, who is a patron. Uh, go to patreon.com slash MF1 Podcast and throw a couple dollars in the proverbial bucket um, and help us continue to put out content. We have some really great stuff planned for 2018. A lot of that hinges on you guys. You guys are amazing. We had a great year last year. We look uh, forward to an even better year this year. Um, so much cool stuff. And so join that now uh, to be a part of all that. When you're a patron, you get... Um, access to a special Slack channel where we chat about some stuff. You get some uh, upcoming news before everybody else, and then uh, you occasionally get some bloopers, which uh, man, there's... We have a backlog we have of a lot of bloopers. Yeah, I feel like I'm overdue you're on g- some bloopers. You're going to yeah. get some crazy bloopers, Will, now that uh, all the, the holidays are done. You're going to get a blooper episode that's like 16 hours long and uh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. But um, you too can, can do that. Just go over to Patreon and become a patron. We appreciate it. But um, I think for now, we're going to jump out of this one right sure okay well i'm andrew i'm patrick and i'm will peace out bye see ya